are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. Hello everyone. Before we jump into our mother heart circle discussion, I am going to read a piece of advice given to us from a mother on our Facebook group. So Shelly shares, moms and children are all unique. We can't expect ourselves or our children to be just like anyone else. Enjoy the unique characteristics. Some struggles are big and be willing to accept love and help from others. Everyone has challenges. Find safe people you can talk to for a listening ear and sometimes for advice. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you think, and more loved than you will ever know. Shelly, thank you so much for your beautiful, encouraging, and true words. And I know many of us mothers will take these words to heart and do our best to live by them. So now on to our discussion. Hi, and welcome to our Mother Heart Circle, where we share what's on our hearts. I'm Shirley Cornaby, and I will be leading this discussion today. Um, I chose the topic, Hope for the Future. I chose this because uh, with witnessing the growing divisiveness um, in our country and in our world today, which eventually does percolate down into our own homes and in our own personal relationships. I wanted to discuss what hope we can hold on to through these trying times and hope for our futures and for maybe even our children's futures. Um, so if you'd like to join us, we're going to each take a minute, not each, but we're going to take a minute together and write down some of our thoughts about um, our hopes for the future. So let's begin. of you are finishing up. So what are some of your thoughts about having hope for the future? Anybody? I can start by sharing the things that came to me. And I just think the thoughts that came to me were Christ um, descended below it all. And um that that gives me hope because no matter what is happening, no matter what is going to happen, I know Christ overcame it all. And because of that, I can overcome anything that comes my way. So that is hopeful for me. Right. I love that. It's not like because we have faith in Christ, we're immune from trials, but it's that Christ will be there with us through those trials. Yes. And that he, like, I love the resurrection because it's the most hopeful thing that he overcame it all and was resurrected. And that just lets me know that that's possible for me and that will happen for me. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I like also, I was thinking um, along those lines that also we we each, uh, humankind, but each person has a light, the light of Christ within them. And so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful also for our humankind because there's so many people that have love and have that light of Christ and have a, a giving heart and are service oriented and are willing to, you know, help others that I have hope in my fellow man because of that as well, that, you know, sure. A lot people can do horrendous things, but people can also do wonderful and amazing things. And really when it counts the most can surprise you, you know, and like really rise to the occasion and so that gives me hope for the future as well, that that there are so many good people out there that have the light of Christ and that are trying to um, be Christ-like and, and follow the Lord. So That's yeah. giving me hope too, Janessa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, to remember, I believe truly that we were, are all born with the light of Christ. Um, and so regardless of whatever decisions we make in this life that we do have that that bit of Christ within us and if we can maybe help bring that out in ourselves and others you know see the good in in everybody and help bring that out and help each other to do good would make this world a better place so along those lines I had a really great discussion with a neighbor friend of mine today and she said um, something that really touched me. She said, we are kind of in this in our world and in our lives and we're separated from each other and we're just a little bit wandering in the dark. What's going to happen in the future and all that. And she said, but think about what can happen in the dark that could never happen in the light. Like fireworks, you would never notice it in the light. But at nighttime, you can see it three cities away. And so just like that, our light is more shines more bright because of the darkness, becomes more noticeable, and the light of others can shine more bright and can make a bigger impact and a bigger difference because it's dark, because we're in this uncertain time. Things that we wouldn't have noticed before become really extraordinary and beautiful and and um I don't know, impactful. That's beautiful. That's incredible, yeah. That's a good reminder that by being the light in a place that's dark, we, we you see that distinction so much more clearly. Mm-hmm. And we want to be part of the light, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Kylie. When I was thinking about like hope for the future, uh, I couldn't help but think about that. Um, that it has been prophesied that things will become more challenging, um, and we're seeing that we're seeing increasing challenges, increasing natural disasters, um, the pandemic, increasing hatred, um, but the promise is that as we turn to Christ, we will have increasing joy. 
and just like the fire. I love that firework analogy. That is so awesome. And my hope for the future is that as things in challenges increase, that we will see the kindness and the love in each of our hearts and the hearts of humanity um, shown in ways that we haven't seen for a very long time. And we will see the tribe, the tribal community come back and um, see neighbors serving neighbor in profound and simple ways and um, supporting one another. My hope is that we will see miracles um, continue, miracles occur now, that we will see them continue and um, that we will be able to be witnesses of Christ in all that we do and say. And I believe that as things become more difficult, that Christ will bless us with his strength and we will be able to stand taller and brighter because his light will be with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Kylie. I love that so much. Just um, your words give me more power and feel, <laughs> make me feel more power and strength to move forward. I felt it too, Shirley. I really did. Thank you, Kylie. <laughs> That's where it's at, I think, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Together, we are stronger. And then when we're centered on Christ, we're even that much more stronger. So, yep. It's like synergy. Have you guys heard of that analogy? The synergy when you're in like a choir or a band. Well, Shirley, you are way more musically inclined than I am, so you know that. But when everyone gets on the exact same page musically, yeah. there's this incredible feeling and sound that yeah. that you experience. And, and it happens when every musician becomes so united, um, and they call it synergy. And it's just so beautiful, the sound. And that's like the goal. Um, in a symphony or an orchestra or a choir is to experience that synergy. And that's my hope for the future is that yeah. we can see that synergy come alive among the communities of those who are seeking for goodness and kindness. Yeah. I love that analogy so much because it's not like, okay, we, so we have a common goal. We're, let's say we're performing a piece, but not everyone's playing the same exact note or the same exact instrument. We all bring our gifts to the table, or we bring all our instruments to the to the orchestra or the band, and together all of our harmonies can create something so beautiful. Charlie, that reminds me of the song "Glorious" by David Archuleta. Oh, love that song so much. Yeah, look that up, people. Um, and I just I wrote down this thought, and I don't remember where I heard it or who said it, but it says there's more that unites us than divides us. Mm -hmm. So that thought gives me a lot of hope. If we can look at those things, say with our husbands, what things actually unite us so that we can focus on those things rather than those small petty things that divide us. And for some reason, Satan or our egos often want us to focus on things that divide us and that causes more rift and contention. And then that um, cuts hope off as well. So if we can focus on the things that um, 
bring us closer to each other and closer to the light of Christ, then we'll have strength. We'll have that hope underneath our wings to lift us in these uh, critical times that are somewhat hard to, to look at and to see, but together we can do so much. Um, and alone, it's really difficult to get through um, a mountain path, a, a, a barricade, a barrier. But together we can push through and forge our way into something beautiful. So, And a lot of times it's not little things that divide us. It feels like big things that are dividing us. And I feel like that's kind of the feeling we have right now in this world. And even in our homes, sometimes it's like, yeah, they used to be little tiny things. That, but now it's like, feels like the division is just happening even on a larger scale. So I like how you said to find the common ground, to find the things that unify us, to find the things that we are similar in. And that can happen amongst anyone, anywhere. I mean, I've had really weird conversations with people before that do not share anywhere close to the values or beliefs that I have, but we found a way to understand each other and to see each other on a common ground and to see each other for who we were. And yeah. That's the beautiful part. We can do that. I think it all starts with um, seeking to understand another person when when you're trying to find a place where you can unite. I think also if there's nothing else that we can find in common with one or any other being, there's one thing that we can all find in common, and that's it's that we are all children of Christ. And some may agree or disagree with that, but we can know in our hearts that that's true. And in our hearts, we can we can find some unity through that knowledge and understanding. Yep. I love that. You know what's giving me more um, hope for the future, too, is creating. I really feel a sense of creating happening out there. That God wants us to tap into our creative natures and find the things that bring us joy. And, you know, I just really feel that will bring a lot of gratitude and a lot of joy if we can find how it is that we create. And so, yeah, just a so thought. Cool. Yeah, I agree with you on that. That's how I felt, too. Like, OK, um, how do I fight this kind of war of <clears throat> divisiveness and discouragement and fear? Kind of this paralyzing fear that's tried to... Um, overtake all of us and one of the solutions is to create like focus on what brings me joy and work towards that work on the things that I have control over and changes I can make in my life I love that so much we can even change and create in our own homes and the atmosphere that we have surrounding us all the time just make it a place of beauty and of joy and inspiration things that are surrounding us in our homes like does it inspire us does it bring us together does it unify us does you know just be more in intuitive of your surroundings and make them beautiful and create beauty and mm -hmm. it's fun <laughs> mm -hmm. i think we can also put down our phones i've noticed in my household that that's creating some division or separation um just by the nature of, you know, being separated while we're 
on our devices and our tablets or our phones or the television or watching a movie or whatever it is, um, we can be intentional about our use of electronics. I kind of feel like it's becoming the new drug of today. Like electronics and tech, like all those devices are the drug of today. And we're just starting to wake up to the reality that that's what's happening because you know, first it was like, oh, cool, look at this new invention and creation and everyone's so excited, but no one realized that it was a drug. And so now we're we're all all over the world waking up to that and going, okay, this this is a tool, but I need to be careful. And, and for me, I guess I should speak for myself, I need to be mindful of how how I use those devices. And even when I'm doing something good, I might be doing something really awesome like researching or studying or, um, but if my time is consumed too much in technology and not looking in the eyes of my children or having conversations with my husband, then that becomes a problem no matter what good thing I'm doing. Right. Any other thoughts anyone had? I just, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Kylie. Okay. I just keep thinking um, of the saying, charity never faileth. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. It's true. It, 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 that's what will win. My, I have faith that good will win over evil, and charity is, yeah, charity never fails. So... So I had a thought about hope for the future. I was having a conversation. This is kind of a little bit of a different direction than what we've been talking about so sure. far. I, I just, I was talking to my husband and we were thinking about, you know, some of the things that, you know, dreams that we had when we were younger and, you know, just some of the re regrets that we had about, you know, things that we didn't do or we did it in, you know, not the greatest of ways or whatever you know and he was talking about um a specific dream the thing that he wanted to do and realizing oh my gosh like I'm too old now and my you know the time has passed like that's not something that I can go back and do now like it's that dream is over and I never got to do it and um you know kind of lamenting that fact and um I think that especially right now, I think there's a lot of people that feel like, well, there's things that I've wanted to do, but now I can't because of the pandemic, because I have to stay home or because, you know, you know, the world has changed in a, uh, a little bit. And will I ever be able to get to do those things again, you know? Um, and, and so the, the reality for him that he wasn't going to be able to do this dream that he'd had all his life um, just made him really sad. And so then we were just talking about how that's okay. You know, you can mourn those, those things that you have to put aside that you, you just have to let them go and you mourn them, you go through the mourning process and then you realize, Hey, I might not be able to accomplish that dream, but when one door closes, another one opens or a window opens and you know, there are still lots of other things that you can do. There's lots of other dreams um, that you can create. And, and that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of life is that, um, you know, that 
that there's endless possibilities. There's so many wonderful things that we could be doing. And just because there's one thing that, you know, we have to put aside and say, you know, that's never going to happen. Um, there's so many other things that we can be doing that are wonderful and amazing. And I think, you know, one of the ways we can help ourselves mourn and, and put aside the, the old dream and create new ones is just through Christ and through praying and asking for help to, to, um, to recognize all of the possibilities of life, I guess, you know? So anyway, that was one thing that, that we were talking about, right? Cause mm-hmm. you can't, you can't fulfill all your dreams and that's okay because, there's always new possibilities. So yeah, yeah, that's true. And we can't predict the future either. We don't know how things may possibly work out or how God could work for our good as well. Definitely. We can pray for new visions and new dreams. And I know that he revealed, can bring those to our minds and our hearts and help us see a different thing, even when it felt like that dream that I have had all these years is probably not going to happen. Well, where's, where's the next, what's the next thing, the next possibility. So I love that, Vanessa. Yeah. Well, and along with that, we were born for this moment. That's, we talked about that before we started recording, but um, we, this is our moment to shine in a lot of ways. It's kind of like the fireworks. Maybe our dream isn't even close to as amazing as what our reality is going to end up being because of the good that we can do in right now. Or I don't know what might happen, but I feel like we each are here for a purpose, and that purpose is amazing. And we're just barely scratching the surface of it. I I totally agree, and I think that the Lord, yeah, we each have a mission in life. The Lord has, you know, something amazing and special for us to do. And we have, we can make all these plans and stuff. And that's great. We can work towards those plans that the Lord wants us to. Um, but sometimes it's, hey, guess what? I'm not going to have you do that, even though I know that is that would be an awesome thing for, for you to do. But actually, I have something even better in mind. And so if you'll trust me, I'm going to move you in a different direction and your, your life is going to be so much better than it would have been had you chosen your, you know, your course of action or your dream or whatever. And so, you know, I think it's having that trust in the Lord that he can make more of our lives than we can. And, um, and he will, if we allow him to. So. Oh, cool. That is cool. Does anyone want to share any examples? Does anybody have any examples of maybe how that's happened in your life or maybe even just miracles that have happened um, throughout this last year when we've been dealing with a pandemic? Any kind of miracles that you've seen, even if they're just little ones, like it's still a miracle kind of thing. Well, one of the things, so um, at the beginning of last year, so I will get personal, I guess. My husband's had um, a back injury and uh, couldn't work. 
So we had to be on long-term disability. Um, and so that was really hard, but, and so we were on that for uh, several months and it took several months. So we thought, okay, it'll take a couple weeks, maybe up to a month to get the appointment so that he can get a back surgery. Well, I ended up taking four or five months, um, for him to even get scheduled. And it was after the end of the year. So, you know, anyway, issues with insurance and stuff, but, um, so he finally was able to get the end of January. So it's like the very end of January, he was able to go, and this is an elective surgery. He was able to go get the surgery. Everything worked out fine um, and come home and started recovering. And it was right after that, that everything started shutting down because of the pandemic. And he had just enough time to like heal and we could kind of get prepared with, you know, some provisions and stuff. But also, if he if we'd waited any longer, he would not have been able to have that surgery, probably still, because it's an elective surgery, and there's so many hospitals are not allowing elective surgeries. Um, and I think maybe they are starting to now, but like that was a huge blessing because if he wouldn't have not been able to go back to work, um, and or get the surgery and then go back to work if we hadn't gotten that surgery done before everything started. And so that was, I felt like a, a little miracle for us that he was able to get that done. Before so, wow, that's beautiful. Thank you, Janessa. I wanted to share a little miracle, actually a really profound miracle um, for me. And um, I hope the receiver of this miracle doesn't mind me sharing it. I'm going to keep the names anonymous. Um, but we've had, I've had a close relation, um, someone who I call family in my heart, um, who has been severely ill um, with a type of cancer that had just a really high risk of um, death. The cancer was deemed terminal. And, um, and we all began, a lot of us prayed and fasted and prayed and fasted. And what's I love about this is we all have different faiths, all of those of us who are affected by this loved one. And it's really cool to see us all uniting. Um, and just before Christmas, I got a call letting me know. I, I, in my mind, was trying to prepare my heart. To lose him. And still praying, though, that God would provide the miracle of preserving his life. And I got a call before Christmas telling me that he was cancer-free. And, I mean, he had a beating. He's a tough, and we still pray for his health every day. But that was such a testimony to me that God has been hearing and answering our prayers. And we don't know how long each of us has to live, but especially during this COVID, I haven't been able to see, see this loved one since the pandemic started. And 
that has been really painful. And it's also been really healing to know that, um, that he's come out strong for now. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful miracle to, to see that happen. Um, this was especially touching for me because just a year before this, there was another loved one who died of the exact same kind of cancer and um, is a very rare, I've, I didn't know that people, I didn't know of that kind of cancer until I had someone pass away. And so when I heard of another um, relative of mine who was experiencing the same thing, it ached my heart. And but I really know that miracles are real. Um, I've also had my in my little home, we've had financial struggles. And I can't tell you how many times there have been angels on this earth who have answered our quiet pleadings and been the exact miracle that we needed. It's been really quite humbling to see the Lord's hand working in my life through other people, through women, friends, family members, strangers. It's such a beautiful thing. And I have no doubts that miracles exist today. I, I have experienced far too many. And I'm so grateful to know that that miracles are real. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. God's hand is in our lives. Thank you. That was beautiful, Kylie. Thank you for sharing your testimony of miracles. Anyone else want to share anything? There is always hope. I know that's so cliche, but there were times in my life where I didn't think there was, but you just hold on and just keep going and there is always hope. There really truly is. So Thank you, Rachel. I agree. Totally agree. I feel like the formation of this um our mother heart circle and this formation the formation of this podcast was a miracle. And the timing of when it when we launched and everything, it was the same time that everybody everything got locked down and we just knew then that the timing was right and that we needed this and that maybe somebody else who might be listening out there might need this as well. And that we can um, come together as women and share our faith with one another and our support for each other. Um, even though we may not be physically together, we can connect even through, through technology and we can still feel that love even through technology and that hope for the future. And just knowing that I have received um, many, many miracles, large and small throughout this last year, gives me hope for the future that that can continue as I continue to rely on God. All right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for this mother heart circle. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic of how you have found, how you're finding hope for the future. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can join our Mother Heart uh, Circle Facebook group and add your thoughts on there. We'd love to learn from you as well. And thank you for joining us today. 
Thank you so much for joining our Mother Heart Circle. Please send us your thoughts, inspiration, experiences, and stories. Your voice is important. Your wisdom and your hearts are needed. We believe in you, we love you, and thank you for being you.